welcome to the Avenue Mama podcast, where we explore the avenues of motherhood, mindset, and mompreneurship. I know you're a busy mama, so during each show, I've built in time for you to apply the tip or lesson to your life while you listen. I'm your host, Annie Vovant, mother of two, and this podcast was created because mom guilt is real, and so are our dreams. So let's get rid of mom guilt once and for all. Girl, let's get started. Hey mama, welcome back. We're talking about money, money, money today. Um, we are midway through August, and I am beside myself for just letting so much time lapse between our last episode because I gotta be real, this quarantine, COVID-19, shelter in place, being a mom at home, cooking a thousand meals a day has been challenging, so you're not alone. So if you feel stagnant or uninspired like I have up until today, then I invite you to take massive action, taking small steps or massive steps in what lights you up. So please forgive me for the delay that is this podcast. Look, there's no judgment here, right? It's always been judgment-free. So if you've ever been in a position where you've been in and out of debt, if you've made investments that are bad, if you've been in the red, if you've bought courses that you never finished, I mean, I can say all these things because I've done all of the above. I started my path and my journey into becoming more financially literate, and I'm not ashamed of what I didn't know, but I'm feeling empowered to know more and I'm sharing as much as I can because I never want another mama to go into business or continue with her business with the lack of uh, education. I'm interviewing today a woman that I met online. Her name is Jamie Troll. She's a mama and I found her because I was in a Facebook group and somebody I knew and I trusted recommended her Facebook group which is Financial Literacy for Women in Business. At the time there was just a few thousand people and it was at the beginning of quarantine. Well Jamie is a incredible and generous and brilliant woman. I'll read you her bio in a second. And just being a member of that group, she really broke down all of the different loans that were coming our way from the EIDL loan to the PPP loan and how to do the pandemic um, unemployment insurance and everything in between. She was just giving everything away, her brain, her knowledge, everything away for free. That little Facebook group now has over 20,000 engaged members in there. I don't know when she sleeps because she's always answering questions and she is just a gem of a human being. So I reached out to her. She was um, so kind to be on the podcast today. We did some conversations around how she is handling her newfound growth. And I actually did a little hot seat coaching just to see where she wants to go and a little vision casting for her because I just really love working with moms and seeing what's possible. So Jamie Troll is a corporate CPA turned financial literacy coach and profit strategist. She's passionate about using online courses to teach female business owners how to understand and truly take control of their business finances so they can pay themselves more, in bold letters. She has grown her Facebook community, Financial Literacy for Women Business Owners, to over 20,000 engaged community members in less than a year by providing free, valuable content about finance, business management to her audience. I highly recommend that you join. It is really a no-judgment place. She doesn't tolerate any of that. And I'm going to give a little shout-out, extra love to Jamie, because while we were waiting for me to edit this podcast, George Floyd was murdered. And the way she handled her response and the way she led her group was incredible. I urge you to go into her group and see and kind of go back to those just a few weeks ago and see how this 
mama was unapologetic about her stance, her point of view, about ushering people out of her group that didn't have the same point of view on anti-racism. And so shout out to you, Jamie. And before we get started, a quick word about our sponsor, Organifi. Thank you for sponsoring Avenue Mama. You can use the code Avenue Mama for all your orders. I actually have to lean on that green juice powder because there are superfoods in there and mama doesn't have time to go to the grocery store and get my kale and all the things I put in my green smoothie in the morning. So thank you Organifi for making mom life that much easier. And without further ado, here's my interview with Jamie. How are you? I am so good. I'm going to make sure the children (laughs) are away. Today has been interesting because my uh, husband went back to work for the first time today. So he had to go back to the office. Oh man. An adjustment. So my mom thankfully is here today anyway. So she comes like once or twice a week to help, but I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to navigate through all of this. Uh, So uh, otherwise he had been home since the quarantine. Yeah. And he had been working from home, but we could kind of like tag team, you know, and sort of make it work with the kids because my kids are three and six. So it's not like they can really just be left to their own devices for all that long. So, <laughs> Although I did leave my four and six to their own right now. Yeah. I, t- I taught the six-year-old how to, you know, turn on the TV and um, she just, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My son can totally do, like, he, he can be fine. He's he's a bookworm. He can read or he'll get right? his devices. My yeah. daughter, oh, not so much. You <laughs> know what? Three is really hard. You have to have, yeah. you had friends that tell you, like, four is like, oh, I have my kid back. We're that's, friends again. Yeah. That's what I remember with my son is that we hit four and it was, like, magical. So I'm hoping, my daughter has been this way since she was born, though, so I'm not certain it's going to quite be the same. But at least hopefully it'll get better. But we just, I mean, she just turned three in March, so we got a while before we oh, hit the, yeah. there's a the great, golden threshold. There's a great um, meme I saw, you know, like strong-willed, you know, kids. Either they're going to be a CEO or head of a prison gang. So Exactly. I'm like, just use, I, I tell her all the time, like, I just hope you use your powers for good. Like, just, you are, she's hard-headed, she's strong-willed, she doesn't take no for an answer. I'm like, just don't be a mean girl. Like, just yeah. the one that sticks up for other kids, you I know. know? Like, don't be the mean girl. That's, that's, that's what we're That's all we want. God. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't be exactly. the mean girl. Um, but thank you. Um, what yeah. a time for you to, right, to be who you are. It's been crazy. It's been a little crazy. I mean, it's great to feel like I have this platform. So that's been really an interesting thing to see, like how all of that has played out. And even just the way timing worked as well with when I launched my course and when that finished. And like, this was supposed to be kind of, I'll call call it downtime, but like project time anyway. The fact that it just kind of aligned with, okay, now people have different needs and I'm just going to go with it, try to help as best I can. And that's just like blown things up like crazy. So let's rewind a little bit. Let's even talk about what would be the timeframe. So you want to go back six months about when you were going to launch or do you want to go back when you started this whole endeavor or you tell me. I don't know. So whatever you think I mean for me it's been like I started the group back in July and it grew I mean it grew to from uh from there from July through about March we grew to about 6,000 which was which I thought was pretty good at the time (laughs) I don't even know I'm not even sure like I don't know somewhere ever somewhere north of 17,000 are you serious just the other day when you and I are connecting I was like oh my gosh she's at 15,000 that's amazing 17,240 so it's been like 
I, I, it's been totally not at all what I could have imagined it being. And you don't have an uh, admin person. It's just you. Is that right? Or do you have someone in there? I have a VA. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Okay. VA. So I don't, I think the Lord, I think I would, there's no way I can yeah. keep up with it because yeah. she actually logs all the email addresses, all that kind of stuff, gets my email list updated because like it just would have been, it, that's like hours of work. So <laughs> thankfully she helps me with that. Um, but there are no like good programs you can really use for that kind of thing. Yeah, you so, need a human. Um, yeah, so it's been interesting. So thankfully, I have my VA. She does like keep me sane. She takes care of things behind the scenes so that I can just focus on like serving, answering questions, yeah. all of that kind of stuff, which I will eventually have to pull back from because I just I'm one person and I can't answer questions for 17,000 people. But <laughs> well, it feels like now, you do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do. I answer all the ones that come through. Like if people submit posts, I answer them all pretty much and I try to get back, but I can't follow every thing that's going on but I try to make sure that there's resources and things that I can point people to you know um in order to help but it's just been uh it's been a little a little crazy so eventually I'll have to kind of take a step back and say okay I I can't answer everybody's question all day long because that's literally all I do right now is answer people's questions I've got other projects that have been completely put on hold just so that I can serve but I think there's a bet like right now the best thing that I can do is serve I don't need to be selling I don't need like the best thing that I can do is just serve the people that need help you know hopefully that comes back in in ways but even if it doesn't as long as I've helped then that's great so I think that is a I think it's such a a great um philosophy to have and I, I and I think people are so willing to throw money at you because You've helped so much. So if we could rewind and tell the community here how you grew so quickly, because you really narrowed down, you really niched down, and you really, really became such the the, the source of answers. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. And I think it's, and we can talk about this too, uh, but I think so much of it is just understanding where your ideal client is, right? Like, if I had just kept going with my normal content, we wouldn't have seen this. The reason that this happened is because I realized that the problems that they had six months ago are not the same problems that they have today. And I responded to that, even if it's slightly out of what would normally be like, I don't, I'm a CPA by trade. That's not really what I sell, right? Like that, I don't sell, I, I'm, I don't do people's taxes. I don't do any of that. I'm, I'm more of a financial literacy coach. I teach maximizing profit, that kind of stuff. So this is a little different than that. This is more back to like my CPA roots. But for me, I was in a unique position that, okay, I can, I can read this stuff. I can interpret it and I can make it make sense to people. So that's what I'm going to do. Even if that's slightly outside of what my normal role is. Right. I think a lot of people just kind of like tunnel vision. This is what I do. And they don't necessarily think about what is the problem the person I'm talking to really having right now. Right. If I start, if I was just going on and on about here's how to maximize your profit, people would be like, I don't, I'm not making any money right now. Yeah. <laughs> like I, that's not a concern that I have at this yeah. point in time, you know? <laughs> yeah. So you took the need, you looked at the need and then you just yep. serve. You became the expert and the go-to for us for all the loans and all the SBA stuff for all, all those things. When you read it, is it just like reading kindergarten paperwork? Is it just so easy to understand? I wish that it was. I think it, it, it is not because I've got the lens of understanding like some of the basis of what they're really getting to. I think what happens is people read it and get intimidated by certain words that they're like, I don't even, what does that even mean? Right. They start referencing the schedule C and you're like, ah, what, (laughs) you know, like if you're not in that world. So for me, I think it's definitely not kindergarten. I wish they had written it better because I think when you start getting into like eight fifty seconds of this, is it, I mean, that's not, that's not easy for anybody, especially because they have some holes in that. But I think just seeing it through the lens and being able to kind of understand, okay, here's where this is 
what this is getting at, you know, it, it still takes me a little while to really figure out what they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to do my own research and interpretations yeah. to see like, okay, I, I know what my read is. What are other, you know, how are other people interpreting this to make sure I'm on this, the right path because yeah. it's not written simply. So I think it's, it's fair that people are confused. It's one of the big gripes I have about all of this is that they have not made it easy for anybody to understand, including CPAs and accountants are really confused by a lot of this too. So that's where a lot of people are getting weird advice from even their advisors because they they don't really know either. And unless you're spending all day every day like I am in this stuff, it's hard to really know what's going on and keep track of all the changes that they're that, that, that it's constantly going through, you know? And plus all the briefings that are happening and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah, it's con- I mean constant there's so much content constantly that you cannot keep track of all of it unless that's your full time job, which I've made it my full time job to do that, you know. But a lot of accountants even have other things like they're still filing tax returns. They're still, you know, working on other things. It's hard to really focus in a hundred percent on this stuff you know and a lot of people just don't want to honestly and I don't really blame (laughs) (laughs) but you created such a resource I I mean I thank you so much it was just the the amount that you give in this group I've never seen anything like it I'm in you know I'm in my a fair amount of Facebook groups but I've never seen someone so engaged and so giving I'm sure you get the same question a thousand times like I'm a sole proprietor and do I count myself as one or zero or just been so patient why is financial literacy important to you like is there that something happened in your life So I came from like a big business background. So I worked for um, the Coca-Cola bottling company where I basically worked in finance. I worked in understanding financial statements and what it means for the company and how you can can look at numbers and figure out not only what has happened, but also what you need to change to make things better. So you know, okay, my profit margins are going down. So I need to go look at my prices. I need to go look at my costs. And just understanding the impact that has in the way that big business manages their finances and how important it is. Mean, we had teams. We had hundreds of people that were responsible for just the finances of the business, right? And then you, Hundreds of people? And, and hundreds of people that were, I mean, in different roles. Yeah. I mean, we just had a lot of people that were analyzing constantly, trying to decide where we needed to pivot, what we needed to do. Small businesses don't have that, right? But they can't afford that, number one. Wouldn't make any sense. But there's a lot of lessons that can be learned around how to become intentional about your finances that small businesses just don't do because most of the time small business owners often get into it because it's something they love they want to make some extra money <laughs> yeah right yeah and then they're like oh there's yeah. a whole nother part to this that I wasn't really prepared for and I don't necessarily know these terminal this terminology that can be the difference between a successful business and one that you're just spinning your wheels barely paying yourself wondering if you need to go stop all of this and go get another job somewhere else because it would pay you more, right? So for me, I'm like, no, I, I, I feel strongly as a mom as well. Being able to be self-employed is the biggest difference for me with my kids. I work a lot, yeah, but I also am flexible. And I can go and play a board game with my kid in the middle of the day right now during all of this. And I can do what I want because it's my business. And so I'm a big proponent for women starting businesses and women um, building even side businesses because I think it does give some freedom. But to be successful in that, there is there's some base knowledge on finances if you really want to make it work, if you really want to have a business that succeeds and thrives, right, and doesn't just work you into the ground then this is the kind of stuff you need to understand and know about. And so that's why I'm like shouting from the rooftops about it because I think it's important knowledge. This isn't just about like getting your books in order. This isn't just about taxes. It's about understanding what your finances say about your business and then what you need to do with that. Right. Definitely think that there is a whole thing that that's missing. And I 100% agree that when you 
have that idea and you want to make your side hustle, you don't realize the business part of it. And, and a lot of it is even like, well, actually 80% of what you do is marketing, right? And mm-hmm. to market the thing you've already created, so you're not always in content creation. Where do you think people are, are going wrong? Do you think people aren't are overspending and getting into debt issues by investing in things off the cuff? Or do you think people are not knowing how to write things off? Or do you see any common mistakes? I think um, it's so often about intentionality. The biggest mistake I see is that people aren't paying attention to it and they're treating their finances as if they're for compliance, meaning they're treating their finances as if it's the only reason that you need to keep your books together is so you can get deductions for taxes. And that is the secondary reason that's not the primary reason. The primary reason that you need to know what's going on in your business is so that you know that your business is headed in the right direction, so that you know what money you can spend, what, where, and on what, right? So that you know how much you need to price your products for to be able to be profitable. So that you, you know, all, so you know how you can um, save for emergencies. So that you make sure that you're paying yourself an amount that's adequate. All those things are way more important than the back end compliance piece. But yet we flip that and we think like, okay, most people only look at their ta- or at their financials once a year. When do they look at them? When it's time to do their taxes and they're trying to scramble everything together. And that's what I'm seeing a lot in people who have joined my group lately who are going through all this COVID stuff. They're like, I don't have any idea what my net profit was last year because I haven't done my taxes. And I'm like, you should still know either way, (laughs) right? Like taxes is the second reason to know how profitable you are in your business. And so that's the biggest mistake I see people make is just that lack of intentionality and that treating it like it's just compliance. That's the only reason and not really realizing um, why it's important to be looking at and making the time and carving out the time to be able to do that. So I do have a freebie I can offer too. That's uh, sort of a, a checklist um, that okay. is for getting your finances in order. It's like a getting organized checklist if people want that, that I can offer. Yeah, I think that's really important. I am your case book ideal client receipts in a shoebox. I don't very, very much down now, but when my background is I was a pharmacist turned photographer and now I'm doing this really just helping moms get clear and stay accountable for what they need to do in their business. And you coming in perfectly is like a good parlay to like, this is part of it. You can't just, you know, it's not just uh, social media. And so I think that, I think that being responsible, it it just feels like it's not the fun work, right? And it's not the Uh shiny thing in the box. And then feel like it's just, you tell yourself a story that you're not going to, you're not a good business owner because you can't get your finances in, in control. And I think yep. once you get a handle on it, then I think it's just much more empowering. Is there somebody in your family that loved the way the mind worked for being a CPA or how did you get into that? Or Dad was a businessman. So my dad, not, not necessarily from the finance side, although he was always a numbers guy, my dad was a like executive. Um, and so he was big into business. And so when I was trying, I'm very practical by nature and I've always liked numbers. So when I was trying to figure out like, okay, what career path am I going to take? It was very much around what's the safe path, the safe path, business, and then even farther, take that another step. You know, I was a finance major and then a master's in accounting. So I don't know how much safer you can get than that. So basically I'm a giant nerd. That's what I usually say is I'm a giant nerd. But I kind of like this stuff. Like, I just think it's, I think in numbers, which most people don't. And I like to work with people who don't think that way because I like to show you it's not, it's not as hard as it, as it seems like it's going to be, right? You think you need to know all the terminology. You know what EBITDA is. Need, you don't need to know any of that. Like, there's such a small fraction as a business owner you really need to know and understand. If you know and understand those things, you got it. And I think because the world is so big and there's so much content and there's so many things, you're just like, I'm not even going to try. I'm going to just 
put this aside and I'm not even going to deal with it because it seems overwhelming, but it only seems overwhelming because there's just, there's too much. There's too much and you don't need it all. There will be steps at that point where you will learn and grow and need more. But at that point you hire somebody to help you with the nitty gritty, but there are things, main concepts you need to know as a business owner, regardless of whether this is a side hustle or this is, you've got 20 employees, you need to know these things. So if you want to grow your business, if you want to be successful, you want it to be more than a hobby. Floored by what you said about you don't just do the paperwork for compliance, because that's 100% yeah. why I would do it. It's just, yeah. if, it, if no one asked me, I probably wouldn't care to look at it. And that's not good. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think the other thing that when you think of it that way, when you're doing your taxes, and you think the important thing is for taxes, what you do, then the decisions that you make are, well, I want to lower my profit because that's better for taxes and I pay less taxes. Uh And the example that I always give for that, for business owners that run their business that way, right? Because that means they're probably spending more money than they need to because they're like, oh, it's tax deduction. It's tax deduction. It's tax tax deduction. Right, right. And that's a good thing. Spending money on everything and everything, anything and everything to get tax deductions is not a good thing. It's a good thing to make sure you're capturing all your tax deductions that you've already spent. Yeah. That doesn't mean it gives you license to spend more, but that's what a lot of people do. And I always give the example of, if somebody, if, if you get offered two jobs from an employer, right, and you're, and one of them, they would pay you $50,000, the other one, they'd pay you $100,000. Same job, otherwise, everything's the same. Which one are you going to pick? <laughs> yeah. Are you, are, I mean, and literally, it's the equivalent. Are you going to pick the one that pays $50,000 because you pay less in taxes? <laughs> no. No, right? Yeah. Like, but that's what you're doing by trying to minimize your profit. Your profit is what you can pay yourself, Right. And that's why in all this COVID-19 stuff and with the PPP loan, right, people are getting upset. They're like, well, my profit's really low or I had a net loss, but, you know, why can't I get this loan? And I'm like, because you didn't have any payroll. It's a payroll loan. You had no payroll. You can't pay yourself when you're in a net loss. It means you spent more in your business than you made. You have no money to pay yourself. And people are like, wait, what? (laughs) I made money. And I'm like, no, you didn't. Not from the IRS standpoint. You don't pay taxes. It is because you didn't make money. Plain and simple. But people look at it very differently than that. Um, And so my big thing is shifting that method, all of that messaging. I need to minimize my profit so that I pay less in taxes to know I need to maximize my profit because that means I can pay myself and make this actually make sense. I'm not working for free. And then I need to save for taxes, right? I need to have a plan in place to manage my cash such that my taxes uh, aren't an issue because I've already got it handled. Right. But then I still have gotten to pay myself. That's that's the that's kind of like that's my method that I do with my financial fitness formula is walking through kind of that mindset shift and then how to manage your cash to make sure you can pay yourself and pay your taxes and have an emergency fund, (laughs) you know, and reinvest in your business, all of the and give all of those things. Yeah, that's that's what I get. I so you can tell I get a little bit fired up about it. Maybe too much passionate. No, I like it. Is it is it like the profit first framework? It's or? got some elements. So um, people ask me about that. So it's not the same as profit first. There are some elements of profit first. It doesn't make you open seven hundred bank accounts. I was going to ask um, you, what does yours make you open seven hundred bank accounts? <laughs> no, no, you can you can you can use it with profit first if you want to. Like some people's brains work better that way. You don't have to though. Um, so mine is more around just general management of where does each dollar go that you bring in and then how do you how do you manage that out the thing about profit first that is different so profit first just says basic take you back into the amount you get to spend as expenses basically which i think is fair that you need to be thinking about well what do i want to take as pay 
and then back instead of like having that just be what's left over actually being intentional about backing into it but it doesn't go into how do you make sure that you're pricing profitably to make sure that you can make money off of that right how do you what kinds of things should you be spending money on because it's not just about having a bucket of expenses you need to be spending that on the right things so those are all like I kind of fill in some of the holes that profit first leaves around okay great that's like a one idea it makes sense for people who try to put that into practice they're like but I still how am I I still can't really pay myself I don't have enough money to pay my bills especially service-based people because especially what service-based oh yeah 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 100 yeah we talk about how do you how do you value your own time if you're service-based right how do you make sure that you are building in enough profit that it makes sense that you're valuing your actual time because that's the thing that most of the time we don't do as a service-based entrepreneur you value everything else but not your time (laughs) which is your most valuable resource as a service-based entrepreneur so you have to be able to value that as far as you know how you were saying earlier like screaming on the top of the roof so let's say you have the 17,000 women that are listening to you and you are truly on a roof and you've got a mic what are the three things that you want to like just slap us around and be like look like is there something on your like on your heart you're like oh my god they just need to know that like what would that be I mean I think number one it's stop feeling shame about it and putting it off because you're ashamed or because you know whatever it is whatever reason you're putting it off often it's shame it's other things getting in the way it's feeling like they don't understand it that kind of thing right like stop putting it off get rid of all of that you're a business owner you're a business owner, you got to manage, it's a business. If it's really and truly a business and you wanted it to be a business, you need to manage it like a business. And I think a lot of people outsource some of that. They're like, well, I have an accountant for that. As a business owner, you need to understand the basics of your finances. You are the only one that cares as much about your business. <laughs> like, I mean, your accountant yeah, no doesn't one cares care in the same much. way, yeah. right? They're not going to, and they, and you're the one that knows more about your business. So you need to be the one that's educated about those things. So that's probably the first one is just stop hiding, (laughs) right? Like stop hiding from it. Second thing, it's not as hard as you think it is. It's really not. There's only certain things you need to know. And once you know that, you can put a system in place that will benefit you, right? And the quicker that you do that, the better. I think if people knew that, they're like, okay, if I have a system, that's that's usually going to make it a lot easier. You just kind of make it a process that you do, not something you do when you feel like it. Because let me tell you, you're never going to feel like doing your finances or dealing with it. You're never going to feel <laughs> so like true. it. Right? Like, yeah. don't wait till things are falling apart and you realize there's a problem. Figure that out now so that you can kind of plan for what the problems may be in the future. And then, I mean, I have, I have, oh gosh, I have so many. <laughs> I love it. I have so many, but that's probably, what did I say? I said intentional. Let go of the shame. Yeah, let go of the shame. That's that's really important. Uh, it's not as hard. And I mean, probably just looking at it uh, from the standpoint of profit is a good and making sure that your business is profitable is the important thing. Making sure that you are being really intentional about where you're spending your money, because I think sometimes we sort of lose track of that. And if you don't know what your normal business operating expenses are, they're more than they should be. If you cannot tell me <laughs> what it costs to run your business yes. in a month, yeah. you're spending more than you should be. I, I guarantee it. Yeah. I'm going to, if this is a very uh, vulnerable thing for me to share, but right before the quarantine around March, we really looked at my whole business and it was a really uncomfortable thing to, like my husband and I looked through line by line. It was really, really uncomfortable um, to look at. And when he started asking me and I had signed up for apps I wasn't using that, you know, the 299, he's like, what is this? What's that? I'm like, forget that I, when I had it. And I had a girlfriend who, you know, kind of like a confidant where you can just be real. 
And she's like, girl, I had a Kindle subscription. I don't even have a Kindle. Like, she, uh-huh. like it happens. And it's so yeah. shameful. And I just, I was so ashamed of where I was. But then I got through it. So my overhead at the time, oh, my God, before quarantine, uh, it was like uh, $1,700. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to know where it is now? What? $100. <laughs> I mean, it's, but think about that added up, right? Like, at, because we don't notice, and it's exactly that. It's, it's like, you know, yeah. we're, we're spending 80 bucks a month on some app that we yeah. maybe use every once in a while, which, by the way, you can pause those things when you're not using them almost always. So even if you use it once a year and you don't want to get rid of it, fine, pause it for $10 a month. Don't pay 80 bucks a month to keep it. You know, I mean, yeah. but it's because that's the thing when you have that shame and when you avoid and when you're just like, I don't want to, I just don't want to deal with it, it, which is so normal. Like, firstly, so normal. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, we all do that with different parts of our lives, right? It's the things that we just don't want to look at. So when you look into it, oftentimes you see things and you're like, oh, I don't even know. <laughs> I heard anyone tell me like that they didn't. That's one of the steps that I take in my course, which is, all right, we're going to get real. Like, yeah. take a look. Find a few things you can cut straight off the bat. Get, just cut them today, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it adds up. It certainly does. And I think for me, I think um, if this helps anyone listening, you know, you don't need the fancy stuff yet. You know, yeah. I, I switched to Kajabi early when I have my, my email list was like in the hundreds. Right. And it yeah. was just, I got ahead of myself. I think I got really mesmerized by the, the possibility and not to say Kajabi is bad, but like it's 130 something dollars a month. That was a big one. And now I'm on member vault, which is free. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. Right. I think that pe- I, I wish people would, there was a great answer that I saw that you did. A woman, a woman was talking about starting her business and then you're like, actually don't get into debt. That's not the right thing to do that and um, do you recommend like a business credit card or no so usually I tell people until they are a hundred percent like good on the finances element avoid the credit cards and that's because it's too, too easy, easy. Yeah. to steal from your your future self because that's what you're doing with a credit card because we're rarely spending money we already have with a credit card right yeah. you spent because you don't pay that for a month yeah. that money you have in your bank account right now will probably be gone in a month what that means is you're spending next month's money now and I always want people to spend last month's money this month, right? Like it needs to be flipped, but credit cards really allow you to spend money. You don't even, you don't even have, it's not even yours and you're mm-hmm. just banking on it. Well, then what happens when COVID-19 hits and all of a sudden you don't have that money you counted on next month. Now that becomes debt. To you. So even people who are like, but I pay it off every month. I'm like, yeah, but will you always be able to? And yeah. are you, it's also, you spend 27% more on credit cards than you do on a debit card. That's the other thing about credit cards is they make it really easy. You don't have to check your bank balance. You don't have to, you can put those things that are ongoing on it without even looking at it because, because you're not having to make sure that you have that balance in your account to pay it. As much as a hassle as it is to not be able to just put things on credit cards, I actually recommend that people don't, especially until they're, they're like at advanced levels of, okay, now, now I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it purposefully and only for certain types of costs, right? Because there are some benefits to credit cards. You get more, you get rewards, which I kind of, again, you spend more. So I think that kind of evens out sometimes, but you also get more usually like protections around yourself. So security protections with credit cards that you don't get with debit cards. That's the one thing (laughs) that if that's something you're worried about, that might be a reason to have one, but I have one and I use it only for specific, like caught things I'm buying on the internet that I'm like, I don't want, I need to have some security around this. Right. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. Otherwise I pretty much do everything on debit cards. 
hard. No, I think that's actually really smart because I think, again, going back to the main mindset shift is like people love to write things off because they think it's going to lower their taxes when, and I think that's where the credit card comes in. And I definitely can, can relate to this. Like, oh yeah, I'll just buy this, you know, stationary because it's a, it's a prop and mm-hmm. I can write it off. Well, maybe no, keep yeah. a profit. And I think the last thing I want to talk to you about is like pricing and worth around that. Do you find that the biggest str- the struggle for women is about their worth or is it, it's their insecurity that lets them price low or what are, what are your thoughts about that? What are your I thoughts? see this problem a lot with women. And again, it goes back to if you're service-based, you're not valuing your own time. Even if you're not service-based, right? There's usually a time element in there somehow. If you're making things for Etsy or whatever, you're not necessarily doing that. But yeah, I, I do think there is a little bit of that. And I think there's a couple different ways we can price. And one of the ways that we often tend to price is like, okay, what is everybody else doing? And then I'm going to pick something in there. Usually we end up picking like towards the lower thinking we need to, to compete or, or it's just a number we're trying, we're trying to decide what we think people will pay. And that happens a lot when you don't have like direct competitors you can look at, or just like, what do I think someone would pay? And that's where we almost always undervalue ourselves yeah. because you have things like imposter syndrome. You have just all, thinking everybody else, you know, knows this more than I do. Why would somebody pay? It's just, it's something weird in us. And I think men have it to a degree, but not in the, it manifests <laughs> differently, right? Like men are just like, I'm going to pretend like I am the best at this. and I'm going to charge 10 times what everybody else does. And somehow it works sometimes. For them. Have you ever read that article where it's like when a woman and a man apply for the same job, a man, yeah, it's some, like the numbers. Yeah, have, yeah. I, I can't remember. It's like they only have to have maybe like 60% no, I, of the yeah, qualifications. It, yep. Like they're, and if, women they have, four, like they have to have all of them. Um, yeah. And even yeah. some women who have all of them still are like, oh, I don't know. They'll find somebody better. It's just a different it's mindset terrible. around yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I think that that is – and what we really need to be doing, and this is why I think it, like my program goes through this too, we need to take the subjectivity. Firstly, yes, I, I totally agree. Everyone's like value, you know, um, charge your value. But like what is that? What, what does that mean? That? Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Like every – that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Right? And I, I get the like, okay, we need to pump ourselves up and realize that we have value 100%. But like, I take a much more um, objective approach to it, which is what are your costs, including the cost of your time, right? What are your costs? And therefore that needs to be driving, how much do you need to make in profit? That needs to be driving your decision in large part. You also need to look at competitors. You need to, you know, stuff like that too. But those shouldn't be the driving forces. The driving force should be what's the cost? What's the cost of my thing? Okay, now I got to mark it up, <laughs> right? And I have, I've seen, I mean, I've had people go through my program and they're like, I didn't ever realize that I, they were selling on Etsy. They're like, I never realized I was selling the thing that I was making for less than the cost to make it. Yeah. And they're like, I knew I wasn't profitable, but I didn't know why. But I was literally selling the thing that I, because they never, really thought about it that way and they never really divvied up all their different supplies to figure out you know mm-hmm. um and therefore they were they, they just they were like well other people were charging about that so that's what i charged but their costs were higher so i'm like either yeah. go get your costs down or increase your price you got to figure out something but it has to be based on numbers and i think sometimes that helps women specifically be like okay I can breathe. I have a formula that I use to tell me what my price needs to be. So I don't feel that personal, like that personal attachment to it that we feel, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, it's hard. Cause um, I mean, I'm in Los Angeles, so, you know, the price point for like, let's just say photography is quite different. And I know I see a lot of women in these groups where they're like, and I'm being, ex- you know, I'm exaggerating $20 for five hours of my time and all these things. And it just makes me sad. Cause I'm like, you got to look at the time, like, don't even think about the shoot time. Think about the time that it took you to court that client and edit and deliver. Like, it's not a business. And, and it really took me, I mean, 
10 years to really understand that you need to compete with either. You know what I mean? Like that's the the client that is wanting that is different than the client wants. You know what I mean? And we can't like price competition is a business model. Walmart does it really well. Right. Yeah. But if you are making like, I know people who, who are like making these handmade, beautiful, like done like dresses for kids. And they're like, well, but Walmart has dresses that they sell kids for, you know, $5. Um, I know mine took me $25 to make, but, I, you know, and like, 10 oh, hours that's of not my your life. competition. That's not, you're not, you are not making uh, that thing for a Target, for a Walmart shopper, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like you're making that for a very specific mom and you need to sell it to that mom. You, you're not competing on price. So don't try to, right? Know your market, know your, who you're competing with, you know? Yeah. So what is, what is on the horizon for you? after this, well, we're still in it, but what is on the horizon for you? Yeah, you know, um, we shall see. So I have, my course will come out again in the fall. So my big signature course, which is uh, Financial Fitness Formula, which is all about finances. Um, It's all about all the stuff we've been talking about, like managing your money well, making sure that you have money set aside for emergencies, making sure that you are paying yourself, making sure that you're being intentional about how you are spending your money. That's really what's all wrapped up in that helps you create, I don't like to call it a budget. I call it a profit plan. That's really what it is. So that's my main signature course. That'll be launched again in the fall. And it's probably just going to be an annual launch from now on. I did it in January, but I'm probably just going to be doing it annually. But I'm also working on like a basics course as well. So I'm doing like a, um, it's going to be more for people who are either brand new or they're just like, I've been putting this off forever. It's less about the money management side. It's more just what is a profit and loss? What is a balance sheet? Yeah. What is a 1099? You know, like it's, it's going to be more basics and informational stuff for an intro course. That'll be kind of a a course I'll put on evergreen that I'll sell all the time for people who are joining. They're like, I just need a, I need a quick crash course in this so that I feel, because I think once you do that, you realize it's not as hard as you think it's going to be right. Once you do that, you're like, okay, all right, I can figure, I got this. I can figure this out. You know? Yeah. I think when you look at it, I feel like um, now I'm awake. I think that's the best word. I, I feel like I'm I like really that. awake yeah. to my finances, and now I have no desire to spend anything outside of what is truly necessary because I want to keep I want to keep that money. Because when I look at all these like crazy apps or subscriptions that I had, like whether it was like you know after 30 uh-huh. days I forgot to cancel, and they, so what would be the best place for people to find you? Your Facebook group, and then you want to your Instagram, and I'm on your newsletter, so I have your P and L. Drag and drop, not drag and drop, but yep. entering. So that was really, really helpful. And then, so you said in the fall is when your course is going to come. And then when can we expect your mini course or your evergreen course? So, well, <laughs> it was it was slated for May until all of yeah. this happened. So I have an outline of it. That's about it. So it depends on how long this goes on. I'm trying to have something by probably the end of June. So hopefully, I don't know when this is going to air, but hopefully mm-hmm. um, some, maybe sometime around then is when I'll have that ready to go. I'm also kicking around. I, I uh, just joined Stu McLaren's tribe. So nice. I'm going to be doing a membership too, but that's probably on the back end of my mini course for what I'm even going to be doing. I don't even know what that's going to look like yet, but I want to find a place to put people that kind of, I can give them monthly content streamlined down into um, here's what you need to know kind of thing for a low monthly, you know, subscription price. So incredible. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to, um, you know, do an outro with all your links and stuff like that, but thank you so much. I really, really appreciate your time. And like, we need to really 
have everyone awake to their their financial business because it, it it feels crap like crappy, but it feels so much better. Like I wouldn't even ask you to be on the podcast if I if you asked me six months ago because I would have felt so shameful. And it's so true. Like it doesn't just because you don't have your money together today doesn't mean you can't have success tomorrow, right? It mm-hmm. just you just have to be awake and know that. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. I mean, to me. That's the thing. And I like awake. I think we always use the word buzzword of intentional. Like that's something we talk about all the time. Mm -hmm. We need to be intentional. We need to be intentional. And that's what I say. But I think that's a really good point. Like just be, just be awake, like be aware, you know? And I do think sometimes for people, it is that like, I was asleep and now it's like, sleeping at the wheel. No. Yeah. you, You flip a switch and you're like, Oh, okay. Like I get this. Now this is a normal part of what I do in my business and pay attention to. And the empowering feeling you get from that, right? Like that, mm-hmm. that guilt and that shame and that frustration and all of that, that comes with all of the territory, right? That, that, um, that is part of what sits in us. All it takes to get rid of that is a little bit of knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. And it takes a little bit of knowledge and it takes a little bit of habit forming. And then you're, and then you're like, okay, all right, like this is, and then all of a sudden it flips it. And instead of something that made you feel like weak, it makes you feel strong. Right. And that I think is so important is that we can, we can switch the narrative in our head about, Oh, I'm not good at numbers. I'm not good at finances. Heck, once you have a a grasp on this stuff, you're like, man, I'm going to take over the world. Like I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden you start dreaming bigger because you're like, Oh, this is, this is possible. Like now I can really think about my business and I can start thinking about, okay, how do I, project out, you know, like what I could do, how do I, and you start thinking about more ideas and and it's really an empowering thing. And that's what I want it to be for people right now. I think it's really disempowering most of the time. Um, it's not when you kind of grasp it, there is something so empowering about knowing that and standing firm and be like, Nope, I know my price is right. Nope. I know, you know, I, I know what I need to spend money on and what I don't. You're not sitting there second guessing yourself all the time uh, and you're paying yourself and all of these things, right? So I think it's just so critical to be in, flip that switch. Like, go ahead. If you've been like thinking about it and you're like, I don't know, yeah. I don't know what to do, yeah. um, just flip the switch and you will feel so much better. I promise. Feel like you want to run away and hide because it's it's one of those things. But once you power through it, you will grow from it. Your business will be better off from it as well. Yeah, it, it, it really has to be that ugly discussion and just be like, it's okay, I just rip off the Band-Aid, right? And I think for so long, it's it was really hard because I think we put so much of our worth into into what people pay and then what we can keep. And then when we see things dwindling and then you, you know, you feel scattered, it just, it really put, it really mind Fs you. It, it really, really does. <laughs> and I feel, I feel like I'm on a mission too for moms to like not do what I did was, yeah, like in, in therapy where I was just like really looking at this and she's now you're awake and that's where, feel free to use it. We should make mugs for you and just be like, girl, like wake that. up, <laughs> oh wake up, wake up to your money. Like you're, and even like this will, this will probably kill you. So I, I got my farm D in 2001. I still have student loans. Yeah. Look how long yeah. that take. Yeah. And when I looked at it and my husband was like, how much interest have you paid through the years? And I was like, I don't know. I'm like, get off my back, you know? And I, I always felt like it was such an attack. When truly, yeah. it's just a very normal question. And for years, not until this year did I look at it, I have paid over $30,000 in in interest. Like, does that yeah. not make you, make you want to vomit and, like, just be so upset? I don't know if you have a lot of professionals that have student loans or graduate loans that are just blind to it. So, again, we have to wake up to yeah. all this. And, and debt is one of those things, I think, especially, that is is 
we kind of close our eyes to that, you know, and, and, and I think it's hard. And that's why I'm so anti-debt. A lot of, um, a lot of people are like, well, debt can be used for, yes, you can use debt well, you can get a return on debt, absolutely. The vast majority of the people, though, that take out debt, whether it be personally or uh, business-related, it, it can bury you, right? Mm-hmm. And in a situation like this where we're sitting in, in a world of crazy, right? We're sitting in the middle of a world of crazy. Nobody could have foreseen the people that are best set up in this business and they do in, in this world, and they do exist, are the people that are like, I got emergency funds. Like, I've been saving. They've been... They've been spending, not even just within their means, they've been putting things aside for when and if something happens. They didn't know this was going to happen either, but they had something set there for this case. And they're not in the same situation as other businesses were like, I got to close. Like, I can't, I'm, I, and that may not make it through this. And it's sad to me. And I wish, like, I could have gotten, my biggest regret right now is like, I wish I could have gotten in front of more people before this. And it's great to see 11,000 people join my group in one month like that's amazing (laughs) but I'm like man where were you guys like where were you guys last year I could have helped like where where have you been because a lot of them are just in dire straits right now and are like I just they don't have options and so yeah I'm helping you navigate these loans and some and how to get them forgiven because I don't want them to become debt debt for you yeah right I don't want you to take on this extra debt because I know what that does to businesses you talk about borrowing I mean credit cards borrow from yourself in a month Debt borrows from yourself 30 years from now, 10 years from now, five years from now, right? You're taking money that you're not going to earn for a long time. That's what debt is. Mm-hmm. That's what debt It's borrowing from yourself. It's not borrowing from a bank. You're borrowing. You got to pay back. You're borrowing from yourself. It's everything costs you more because of the interest element, right? So everything you're buying now costs more because you're buying it with debt instead. So don't do it. <laughs> Just try not to do it. Again, emergency situations aside, like after this, what I hope, what I hope for most business owners is that after this, they say, and I've already seen it happen, but I really hope that they say, you know what? I have got to make some changes now. If I want, like, I do not want this. I don't want this feeling again. Right. I don't want to feel like I'm helpless. I don't want to feel like I don't have options. I don't want to feel like I have to rely on the federal government to keep my business going, right? And they didn't have to, to do that, by the way, right? Yeah. No, they, didn't they didn't have, have to do that. that. So, yeah. Like, I think there's this, this you know, it's, it's and, and understandably so, there's a lot of frustration because it's been rolled out in a really difficult way. Right. It's been rolled out in a way, oh man, there have been a, no shortage of flaws, confusion. Like, I cannot defend that. I totally understand that. But on the, sa- on the flip side, there are many governments around the world that are not doing that for their businesses. Exactly. They're just like, yeah, this is part of life, right? Yeah. It's a disaster. Yeah. yeah we yeah. got to figure out a way through it. This is a very specific instance where they're like trying to bolster the economy. They're trying to keep businesses from going under. They don't have to do that. They don't have. You know, and so I, I get it. People are saying, well, the government closed my business. The government didn't close your business. COVID-19 closed your business. Right. Nobody, nobody would have been there anyway. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Nobody, like the, so, so it's not up to the government then to give you that money. Yep. It's great that they're doing that. Yep. I wish that they had done some things a little bit better. I think that yep. there could have been changes in how, how these programs even worked that would make them more straightforward. But it's up to you as a business owner to save for emergencies, whatever the heck that emergency is. That is on you, you know, and, and that, is a, that is a responsibility you have to carry. And again, if you're not putting your finances first, you're, you're not going to be in that situation, right? Like you're not going to be able to navigate through these difficult situations. So I do see already people saying, you know what, this is going to be different next time. Not doing this. Like, we're not going to be in this situation ever again. And I'm like, yes, like, let's go because I got a lot to tell you about. So right now I put all of my, like, 
regular pro- programming on hold, but I'm just waiting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just waiting for when this blows over. And then I'm like, all right, y'all, <laughs> let's get into it. Okay. Like here, here's what we got to do from here on out. Once that money starts flowing again, let's talk about what you need to be doing to not feel like that anymore. I think you, you can know? still have it now. Is it a function of you not being able to get them um, the course together? Because I think that people would buy and really dive into it. I think they would too. I think now, you know, part of it was, okay, people are trying to conserve cash. Uh, I obviously think that it's a useful um, use of cash. Yeah. But when, you know, people are, are sitting there in dire straits, uh, I also am like, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to wait. Uh, but yeah, part of it is time. I mean, a lot of it has just been, I have got to carve out some time to do it. And I'm spending like, I don't know, 14 hour days answering Facebook comments right now. So it makes it a little tougher. I'm starting to kind of carve out some extra time to make sure that I'm working on stuff like that. In honesty, I also want to get my hair done because a lot of my my course is direct to camera. Oh, you're so funny. I haven't had, I'm, I'm, you know, spoiler alert, not a natural blonde. so part of me is I don't want to start recording until I can get my hair done. Oh, you're again. so I funny. Guess that's super vain, but you no, know. No, it's, it's not. Still, it's not. It's still real. <laughs> well, this is, do you have five minutes? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, hold on. Let me grab my, this is where, when you say all that stuff, this is where I get really fired up. You know how you started getting really passionate. Okay, so I love helping women stay accountable to their goals and their dreams and make the impact that they want, right? So when I hear this from you and I hear that you you may feel that people aren't, you know, they want to put the cash aside and then, yeah. you know, your hair. I really want to add, <laughs> this is all turning turning turn tables. I think that it would be so important now that we would get this material if we could have you have it out so that, you know, people can have that, that ability to move on and perform. Because I think that would be really powerful and for you to get paid for yeah. your knowledge and everything that you're given. Probably by, be a good thing. Yeah, and I and, and think of like when we if we're driven by the why, like I know you want to have tribe and or have your membership. What would it do for for you to have women that are able to feel more financially sound, like and yeah, while I you mean, get paid? Yeah. I think that is super. Yeah, I mean, that's the goal, cool. and I have seen people. I've had a lot of people reach out asking what I have available right now, and the answer is nothing because my signature course is I you know, know. What, it's a live course, yeah. so I I do it with people. It's all at once. Uh, I don't think right now is exactly the right time. I think the fall hopefully will be the perfect time for that pe- for people. But yeah, I mean, I think people want to, they're in a zone right now where they're like, I want to make change and I need to be able to yeah. have something to give them yeah. such that they can. So I think, I think it is something I've been talking about in my head. I need to probably put some dates on paper. Yeah. I've just been so like yeah. fluid with everything changing so quickly yeah. that, um, I just kind of was like, you know what? I'll worry about that later, but I need to, I need to, you're right. <laughs> I think it's just kind of a thing that we all do. Like we want to give like the mountain away of the mountain of knowledge. But really, you, if you give three steps towards that mountain and then, you know, yeah. it grows like, but I think what gets in the way is that there's definitely a part where at least the moms that I talk to, you feel like, well, no, what if no one buys? What, what, yeah. what does that say? When it says nothing, right? It's just like yeah. you have to, the timing of the market, there's so many reasons, but I think for you, if you put an offer, I kid you not, if you did it today or tomorrow or you led up to it and you said, guys, I'm coming out with this, we're just going to do a beta launch and it might be a little bit scrappy, but I really want to give you this. If you're interested, then then just go on this list, right? And then you will see. Yeah. And it, it could just be like, I don't know if you did any any point of field stuff, but a lot of people have these pre-beta stuff where you, you could have your course, you can have people pay for your course before the course is done. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I did. So I went through uh, Digital Course Academy in the fall. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, with Amy. I did. I launched. I launched. I did a pre-sale in December. 
Okay. Uh, and she actually had me, so I was just, I just recorded a podcast with her a couple of weeks ago. Nice. Um, that'll air in a few weeks, I think. Ah, congratulations. Yeah. So that'll be, um, it's basically an update, but I talked through like my pre-sale strategy there because that was exactly how I felt. Was oh, good. I, for that, for me, I needed that. Number one, it was great proof, right? Like it was that proof of, I had done all my ICA work to know like, okay, I know who my ideal client is. Yeah. I know what they want, but are they going to buy? Because I know my ideal client puts finances off and will come up with literally any excuse not yeah. to do something. Yeah. So related to finances. So I was always worried, like, okay, are they actually going to buy? So I did my pre-sale and I sold $17,000 worth of the course in a week. And I was like, <laughs> okay, they're okay. going to buy. Yeah. Check. Now I have, and also it helped me have a budget for how much to spend in creating it on ads and stuff like that because um, again, I don't spend money I haven't made. If you haven't, uh, yes. if you haven't figured that out, I don't spend money I haven't made. So I make good. money and then I spend that money uh, wisely, right? Yeah. <laughs> pay myself. Yes. So um, yeah, so th- I think you're right. I probably should do that works for me. So it stands to reason, but doing yeah. free sale reason, yeah. for my mini course would work for me too. I think it is. It's probably just my own limiting of what I take on that I need to just say, you know what? I know I can do it. I've done it before. <laughs> Okay, so it's May. Let's put some, let's put some dates. Uh, oh and gosh, if you don't want to, no. hey, if we don't, we don't have to air this part. But if we did, it'd be pretty fun. I, let's put some dates. Just because I love to hold people accountable, because I don't want your dreams to fall on the wayside. You know, All this right. is I like it. typical. I like it. You you want to okay. serve so much that you don't get to do your your bigger calling, right? Okay, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay, so it's May 11th mm-hmm. uh, today in June. So. All right. So give me a date of when you would talk about a pre-sale and then when the pre-sale doors would open, when they would close. And that way, and then you can decide how to build it out, right? Yes. So maybe I'll start pre-selling <laughs> by, uh, how about the end of this month, I can start pre-selling. Why so far away? You think? It's you think pre-sale. It's you don't have to build it yet. I know. Girl. Like, oh, man. Girl. Girl, girl. Okay. <laughs> you can help. So would that be waitlist or actually pre-selling? No, waitlist. Like just came so up. Wait, okay. Yeah, waitlist. 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 I can get my head around. Yeah, waitlist. Reselling. I gotta make a. I gotta make a, a sales page, and that yeah. needs to be a little a hot minute to <laughs> to walk through what that's gonna look like. Yeah. Okay. Waitlist. All right. I can get my head around that. I can get my head around that. So maybe uh, maybe I'll work on getting something up and running. But what do you, what you tell a me? Week. I feel a week. like you're gonna yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I because I just want you because like. Someone, I also read a, a really great empowering quote. It's like, if your first drop is so good, you waited too long, right? Like, yeah, you yeah, waited too long. Yeah. And hey, I'm the podcaster that just did it, right? And yeah. so there's some there's something about just doing it and just get, making it better as you go along. Okay, sure, so I say, sure. okay, so I say, no more than seven days. You start saying, like, because people are asking you, and Mama, like, you were born to give this information, and we want to compensate you. Because you're going to save my life. Like, I know. I know you are. Because you're going to be, like, this podcast and you getting in front of my community. Because if they were drawn to me for being, like, the random, you know, creative, starting new things all at once. And, like, Enneagram 7, creative, passion-driven. Those are my favorite. I love my 7s. I'm a 3. So, <laughs> you're like, three. all of my friends are 7s, though. I'm like, focus. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> I had 10 business ideas during our show. Like, I'm like, I should make her mug. I should, we should do this whole branding thing with being awake. Yeah. So you're going to make so many changes in people's lives. And the more you make, the more you can give and do other things with it. But you got to yeah. make that money yourself, woman, right? So, yeah. okay. So I was I would like Fair to point. give you in a week for you to be like, hey, so 
you know what, guys, I was going to wait till later, but I really want to make this. And, and, and if you feel like it's too, like it's not, it doesn't feel safe, then, you know, obviously you come back to it, but can negotiate. This is what I do with my, my ladies. <laughs> we can negotiate. So on 517, you will start a wait list, right? Okay. okay. When will you have your sales page? <laughs> Give me till the 27th. I can have a sales page for the 27th. Okay. Sales page. And that, then the cart's open at that time? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. Well, the cart's going to be open. I probably I need a little bit more time for that. Uh-huh. Just because I don't want to have people. So that's the hard thing is um, Tell me. this won't, I, I, well, I guess I could drip it the first time around. I guess I could drip it. 100%. I wasn't planning on it. Um, in the, when I, when I sell it in the future, it's going to be fully like, this is your course on day one. Yeah. So what I did last time was I created it week by week which was super stressful. Yeah. I don't necessarily recommend it, but yeah. I got it done. You got so, it done. Yeah. <laughs> so but think about this is this is a very uh, elementary course. So don't feel like we're not going to ask for these yeah. other things, right? Okay. So yeah. very basic. So you could totally drip it or you could, you know, take a, a you know, how many hours do you think it'll, it's going to take to build this whole thing out? So let's take that and then go backwards. So That's a good question. <laughs> For me, because I am, I, I fight perfectionist tendencies for sure. Mm-hmm. So that is something like I tweak and I tweak and I tweak and I tweak. That was one of the reasons that it was actually good for me to do week by week before because I could only tweak so much and then I had to send it, right? Like I was dripping it on a Monday and I'd be sitting there at like 10 o'clock Sunday yeah. tweaking yeah, and yeah. tweaking yeah. and tweaking. Like sometimes right before I even went live, I would tweak something. So for me, I do probably just need to like, – I could spend as much time as I have. I see. I will, yeah. I will You'll spend fill as much it up. time as I okay. have to build it. You so know? you declare. Now, do you want to drip it or do you want to finish it? I, I think I want to finish it. Okay. Um, okay. Or at least I could maybe even like half and half because I do think it's content that can be binged. So I want people okay. who who like to do content like that. They're like, I'm just going to sit down for a whole day right. and do finances. Yeah. I want them to be smart. able to have that ability. Mm-hmm. Godspeed to you. <laughs> uh, so I think, I think for me, because what I was hoping for, originally I was planning by the end of May to have it out. That's probably not going to happen. But uh, I think... I think I would like to have the course out and ready by the 19th of June. That's I'm going to put it in, in the Ooh, stands okay. the day before my anniversary. It feels okay. good yeah. to have it done like and it. ready to go. So I can start selling it before that, though. So okay. typically I have like a two-week open cart. Okay. So that goes back to the 5th. Okay. June so 5th. I need to do that and then do my launch by the 19th. Okay. So, oh, so the, wait. So the launch, so it, it comes out on the 19th. Yes. Because am I following you right? Okay. The 19th. So done by the 19th. And your anniversary is when? 20th of June. <laughs> okay, that's cutting it really close. <laughs> I do that. I okay, know. Wednesday, let's go Let's go 17th. Wednesday yeah, is Yeah, okay. I was gonna, okay, I'll, yeah. I'm not going to let you have 19th because that's too much stress. Because you're not going to be rested enough to celebrate. Like by the time you do 17th, you'll be like, okay, we did this thing. And it's all arbitrary, right? So 17th and then so then June 3rd, if you have a two-week. Yep. Two, okay, so June 3rd. And so now, okay, so how do you feel about that? I like it. Okay, so this is what I do. Now, we need stakes involved. Okay, so. Oh, no. <laughs> if you don't do this, you're going to donate money to a cause that you don't want to do- donate money oh, to. No. Because doing things for, like, you know, animals that you, you know, love is one thing because you're going to, you're not, it's not going to hurt. But yeah. is there a cause or maybe an individual or a politician or something that does that just, oh, I would never give a dollar to that. Yes, I'm not going to say who yes, because I fine. don't want to alienate yes, people that's fine. on either side of the aisle, but absolutely. Yes, absolutely. 
So Darren. you and I have made a mental contract with these dates, and you are going to say to me that if I don't hit these numbers, then you can take a moment to declare. This is what I do with my, my moms in my uh, program. Take a moment to really All be right. clear, okay? All right. If I don't, if I don't have this by the, what we just said, then I'm going to donate X amount of dollars to X amount of to your fund. You your fund of choice, which you can have. But you're gonna tell me how much money you would donate? A hundred bucks? Sure. Hundred dollars. Okay. Let's make it two fifty. Two fifty, because you, you really. I heard a thousand dollars. Can you imagine a thousand dollars to this organization or this person? Oh no. Okay. Oh. That's so, gonna hurt. Okay, so do That's I have do I have permission to check in on you on these? Yes, you do. Okay. I have to tell you. So this is funny. Yeah. So you may see this from me. I don't know if you've read Gretchen Rubin's book, which is uh, the one about the four tendencies. Do you know no, I need to. I need to. It's a good one. It's about like what motivates you. So uh -huh. you can either be there's four different things you can be. It's like the upholder, uh, the obliger, the questioner, and the rebel in how you handle things. So okay. certain personality types are really they really need and want accountability. Yeah. I am the opposite. I reject accountability. So <laughs> just to <laughs> warn you, if I stop taking your text messages. <laughs> Okay, this is fair because you don't want someone to. Okay, what is that about then? Is it a function? I don't know. So I'm, I'm a questioner, and so I'm more like, okay, if I understand that it makes sense, mm -hmm. so that's what I'm going to do. Is I'm going to think about, okay, how do I mo I motivate myself best by saying like, okay, does this thing make sense to me? Mm -hmm. And if so, why? Or if not, why not? If I can get to yes, uh -huh. which I usually can convince myself, uh -huh. I'm a pretty convinc convincing arguer to myself, uh -huh. <laughs> then I'm like 100% in. But I'm just warning you. <laughs> okay, okay. When, this is all on video, so I can always go back. Remember what you said to yourself. Okay, so when this happens, what what do you need to hear from yourself so that I could play it back and like this is coming out of your own mouth? Oh no! Yes. Look at this. So I think for me, the reason is I have something that I want to give to people that they are looking for now that they maybe have more time to spend on now that they're focused on now. I'm worried that six months from now, if I come out with this. They're not going to be in that same mindset, and I'm going to miss uh, the people that really need to hear this message. And so the quicker that I can get this thing out yes. and get it into the world, yes. the more people are going to be impacted by yes. it, the more people it's going to help, exactly. the more people it's going to help get out of the situation that they're in and feel more comfortable in their finances um, and kind of get them ready for the next step, right, and really, you know, taking control. So that's what I need to remember is this is about – them yes this is not about me it is about the people that i want to serve and the people that need to hear this message can you record with your roots the way they look can you do that <laughs> do do i don't loop. know i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna call my hairdresser see if i can get a, a home-based yeah, appointment yeah, yeah. next week. yeah and do and honestly like even if you i've taken plenty of courses no, you can even do the the loom because it's a small video of you so True. you can't really mm -hmm. see as much and Honestly, go back to your you're helping you're giving women these tools so that they never feel this way again, so that they thrive. We take over the economy and mama gets paid and that's okay. This is my other thing. It is like why can't like one day video I'm gonna sell a course like how to make your next million dollars because why can't we have that financial success? Because why can't we do that? Then you could build your shelter in Africa. You you can oh, do all 100%. these things, or maybe not, or you just get everyone you love out of debt. There's no reason why we can't have that financial success. And I think there's I, so much shame around that. I like, am the same way. I, like that is a big part of my message as well, which is money isn't bad. No, it's, it's not. Yeah. It's all about what you do with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know you, mm -hmm. and you know 
who you are. Yeah. And if you like, I fully believe the more, I mean, the more money you make, the more, the more good you can do. Yeah. And so that's, that's yes. in my head. I give 10% of my profits straight off, straight out the gate, go to um, causes that I care about because that actually helps motivate me more than enriching myself. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, serving others and serving the community as a whole is what motivates me uh, and yeah, being able to like help, help friends if I needed to help family members, whatever, think about those things. Because when you think about it that way, money, I think sometimes as women, we do, we kind of feel this like ickiness around money and we feel like, oh, it's not, it's not like, you know, good girls don't want more money. That's gross. I don't need like yeah. private jets and you know, that's not what it has to be about for you. Yeah. Right. No. And if it is fine, right. I'm not going to judge you. Right. You want a private jet, go for it. Right. right. Like, <laughs> someday on my on my dream board what I write down every single morning in my gratitude <laughs> journal in my start today journal is uh, I want to have a, a house in Italy for the summers where I spend with my family and we bond together I love that. that's what it's about and that's okay like you can want oh those God. things but I also want to be able to give to the community and, and do big things so I think um drop the thought of like money being icky and wanting to have money being wrong yeah and it, it's it's not true at all money is a tool it's what you do with it yeah. Now, can I ask you a question? Yeah. I would love for all this to be available by the end of May. I don't know how you feel about that. Does that make your heart just go for, crazy? Your course. For all what? For your for, for us to have this course open and sold um, this month. I wish that I could. The only reason right now I'm in a spot, like, I am so committed to serving my community. And that's, okay. that's the big thing that I don't want that to suffer right now because people are going through tough, tough things. So... I think if I try to do both, I'm worried about like, I, I don't think I'm going to, I do need to put some parameters probably around some of that anyway, because I'm probably going overboard and, and, you know, all of that, because I kind of just sort of had to recommit to like, okay, I need to take care of myself. And yeah. Sleep and okay. Have help, yeah. You know? yeah. So I'm worried about doing that because I'm a three, like I said, I will do it. If I set those goals, yeah, I'm yeah. going to do it. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm a seven, so I'm like, everything is possible. She can do yeah. this. Why can't she just put this out and, you know, but I, will, I, I respect. I will do it. But I think okay. for the, just because I want to make sure that I have enough time in my schedule to be able to serve my community, Perfect. my kids are home. Yeah. Re- reality of the yes. situation. But okay. I agree with you. I do want okay. to, what I need to do is make sure that I'm carving out time every single day. Right. And that's my commitment that I'm going to do that I have not been doing is yes. I'm going to carve out time every single day yes. to work on this such that so this <laughs> is another thing spot. how many time how many minutes and how many days a week uh i will carve out at least an hour every day of my week so okay so this is one of those things where you don't want to you know take your word off from yourself are you sure would you rather say at least five days and if you get to the seventh day that's great like i don't want because sometimes when we do things and then we don't hold our to work it takes yeah i would say five days just okay. because my my weekends are yeah, I, I five do days. Work on the weekends, but not perfect. Okay, so one so. hour dedicated to your content, five day, at least five days a week, and then if you yep. anything above that is bonus. Okay, great. I think I can make that happen. Yeah, you will. Just decide. <laughs> well, like that. You're right. I hate the. I think I can. Either yeah. Can or you can. Yeah, no. you're either pregnant or, or you're don't. not. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I hate this. I always yell at my kids for those like medium words. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. Commit. Uh, yeah. Commit. Yeah. Commit. commit. Yeah. Can. Yeah. Got it. Awesome. All right. all right, lady. Well, we look forward to it. I think it's amazing. I will link all your stuff. And, and um, I just, I'm so grateful that um, you have this heart to serve us that need it. Um, I, I definitely see that house in Italy. So let's paint that picture. Okay. All right. Tell me what city in Italy? 
what city in Italy? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to be on uh, on Lake Como. Oh, have you been already? I have. Okay, yes. so Lake Como. All right. Yep, I studied abroad in Italy, so I know the area. Oh, stop. I, I, used, love... I used to be able to speak a little bit of Italian, not anymore. So. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, so Lake Como. And how many rooms does it have, this house? Uh, I would say three, mm. at least three. Uh, it doesn't need to be huge. I don't need like a giant villa, just like enough room to spread out because I have two kids. (laughs) Yeah. Now is this a a rental when you're not in use or do you have it open? I don't don't know. I think maybe, maybe we can make a little bit of money on the side, I guess. But Lake Como is one of those areas though, that doesn't really like, it's got a season and it's summer and then it's like not, I don't know how, how great off season is. (laughs) Okay. So you might just want it for yourself. Yeah. Okay, what colors do you see when you are there? Are they, like, muted colors? Are they vibrant? Um, well, I see, like, mostly it's the lake, which is, oh, yes. which is like, the brightest blue you've ever seen in your entire life. Ugh, but it's a little, like, there's always, like, this, like, kind of fog over it, kind of, a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's a little bit muted around, but you see the mountains and the, and the whatchamacallit. You, you're very right braids. I'm a very left person. <laughs> so it's interesting when you're like, what do you see? I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> Yeah, I um I like to do these visualizations and so okay. So my visualization for you is let's say you and I haven't seen each other in five years, right? And I'm counting up with you, I'm catching up with you, and you've stepped into everything you've ever wanted. Okay. And you're gonna update me right now. Ready? Okay. Oh my god, Jamie, it is so good to see. I can't believe like were you hanging out with Oprah? That's just crazy. <laughs> That yeah, is just yeah crazy. we were just like, we get together every once a month on Tuesdays just to like, you know, talk and <laughs> yeah. catch up. It's great. Yeah. So what did, like, what happened in your business in the last five years? Oh man, it's just been crazy. So, you know, I just kind of focused on serving and, and, you know, pivoted where I needed to and followed what people wanted. And I just continued to grow my following and, you know, got to do speaking engagements and... Um, yeah, really I, we tried to get you, there. girl, but your price point on speaking, whoo, what, how much are you charging these days? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I don't like to quote it around, but it's, you know, not for the faint of heart, we'll say. Got it, got it, got <laughs> but it. But it's all totally worth it. Yeah, totally <laughs> worth it. Um, and what were you doing there with Rachel Hollis? What were you, were you, uh consulting for her or what was that? Yeah. So I was working with her to kind of redesign her, you know, business processes and how, uh, they are managing their finances within their business. So yeah, we've been spending a lot of time over there too. Oh my gosh. Were you, were you her CFO at one point or is that something that uh, No, just happen? helping. I kind of partnered with her CFO to kind of, you know, look into their processes and see how things were and see if there was anything that we could so um you know kind of went in there and did that for a little bit which was really fun yeah and what about um did you write a book or I did you did yeah Yeah, I did I totally I wrote a book all about all about um (laughs) taking control of your finances oh my god that was like my little brainchild that I really wanted to do that was specifically geared towards women and women who are starting businesses and maybe in those beginning stages um or really at that point where they wanted to grow their business Mm -hmm. I wrote a book about cash management understanding finances and all of that and that really went like super quick to the top of the bestseller list I know it was it was hanging out there for so long that's amazing it was totally (laughs) so now I'm thinking about what my second one's gonna be on the heels of that so you know it's a lot to live up to oh that's so awesome I remember like our conversation with uh right around the quarantine and how you just grew in that really quick time but um what do you what do you think was your biggest uh fear around that time for you just like going big what kind of fear did you have I think the biggest fear, honestly, was, um, you know, the fact that how I was going to manage that with my family. I think that was really the thing that 
I had kind of a limiting belief for myself around what was possible as a mom of two young kids and how much, how big of a dream I could dream and how much of a dream I could chase realistically with my kids at home and still committing to the priority of my family. And that was something that I wrestled with on a daily basis around, I've got these big dreams that I want to chase, but I also, um, want to be here where I am needed. I am their only mother. Uh, so I think that was really the thing that I had to, to press up against and really challenge myself and figure out how to navigate those waters because uh, that was probably the hardest part. <laughs> yeah, that is. But then you realize, because I know you had so much clarity around this, that you can be both. And, you know, mm-hmm. that it's, it's okay for, you know, like, I can't believe you did your first video with your roots growing out. I mean, that was really ballsy <laughs> of you to launch a course that way. But you just, it just had, to, had to go for you it. Just had right? to. You just had to. You just had to go for it. And the and success letters. Realized, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I finally realized that with my kids, you know, I have a young uh, girl and she is very much a, um, she's me. I mean, she's me times 10 when I was that age. She is so, you know, don't take no for an answer, go get her kind of girl. And I look at her and I can just see what she can be. And I just think about who she could be and what she could achieve in this world if she powers that towards the right things and towards good things, the amount of change she could make. And I realized, you know what, that's up to me to model. That's up to me to show my daughter what is possible by me, like, unapologetically going after my dreams. You got me. I'm, like, kind of tearing up right now. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, this view of your – thanks for inviting me to Lake Como, by the way. I love it here. <laughs> totally, right? Thanks for yeah, inviting anytime, me. Anytime. Anytime. Yeah. Open invitation. Oh, my God. Well, you know, because I have my villa in Paris, so it wasn't that far. But yeah. Easy. Just jaunt over on the train. It was so really easy. We'll have some so... wine on the patio. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> it was so easy. But I think you're right. I think, you know, five years ago, it was really hard to think about how to do it. And I think us being models, it's like we can say, follow your dreams. We can say that it's doing and falling and getting up and doing it anyway. And I think the amount of impact that you've created for women because you took their blinders off and you made them feel safe and it wasn't weird or judgmental because of the way you operate. Like, I know I don't feel that you're going to judge me. I can write on the Facebook group, so like, hey, I didn't apply for this yet. This has anybody? And you responded and you're like, it's okay. You might have missed the boat, but it's okay. And I was like, oh, okay. You you weren't like, you're a moron. And where were you? Why didn't you apply for that? Like how we feel, right? But you, you've got yeah. your sense. And I think this is what's really distinguishable about you. And this is why you're going to do so, that's why you've done so many great things. is because you really are easy and you really are, um, you take down the guard. And so I applaud you for all of that. Um, and your book, I have it right here. You know, the New York <laughs> Times bestselling uh, book. And congratulations with all your success. And thank you for thank you for paving the way for us mamas. I love it. Okay, so <laughs> that's kind of that's my jam. Right. But <laughs> good. So I have these numbers. I give you 24 hours to make changes. Okay. Okay, so you sleep on it and you wake up panicked because this is for you. Uh, and I've also increased it from 250 to a $1,000 donation. Just oh, no. Yeah. Okay, all right. I like, I, I'm fine with high stakes. You're here stakes. to play. You're here to play. Okay, lady. Well, thank you so much. Can you do me a favor? Um, can you say, hey, Avenue Mama, you got this, so I can use that part on Instagram. You ready? Yeah. Go ahead. Hey, Avenue Mama, you got this. Yay. Okay, so thank you so much, and I appreciate you so much. And, oh, wait, talk about your Facebook group real quick. Yes, 
uh, financial literacy for women business owners. It's open to men as well, but it's mainly women in there. Um, it's on Facebook, or you can go to balancecfo.com forward slash group if you can't find it, and you will find it there. And get her newsletter, guys. Okay, awesome. I can't wait for this podcast to come up. So, I know. It's so great. Okay, perfect. All right, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll have Thanks, this out. <laughs> okay. That was fun. I that know. Fun. Okay, I'm going to hold you to it. I'm really excited. I know you are. <laughs> this is perfect. This is a great union. This is a great union. All right, lady. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. All right. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that. And if you caught one thing, I would say we're always going to think that it's too soon or that we don't have everything set up for us to move forward. And that's simply not true. If you, mama, have a product or service that could help another person, it can transform their lives or get a result that they are searching, then you gotta, you gotta put it out there. You have to put your offer out there. I'm happy to report that Jamie took on this challenge. She put her course out there. She is selling it and she has another course coming out in the fall. So please, please, please go follow this incredible human being. And mama, it would mean the world to myself and to Jamie. If you can take a screenshot and tag us, Avenue Mama and Jamie Troll, T-R-U-L-L, so that we can get this in front of more mamas that could use that kick in the pants and getting financially literate without any shame and building profitable, profitable businesses. You can find me at Avenue Mama anywhere under any handle, under any social platform. And we're here to design a life we love, right mama? We're here to design the life we love and life is not a dress rehearsal. I'll see you here next time. Take care.